Hey girl, do you love social media like I do? If so, I would love to see the value that you gain from Confidence and Coffee or your just your favorite episode. And don't forget to tag me so I can share it too. Hi, I'm Ashley and you are listening and watching Confidence and Coffee. I'm your new bestie. And the first thing I want you to know is that I see you and I hear you. I see the struggles. I know them. And there's hope. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is in. Whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children, I got you, girl. I'm your new bestie. Listen, I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ, help you navigate And I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence in coffee. Hey, you guys. Okay, so I'm really excited Uh, and nervous about today's episode because it's really close to my heart. And you guys are the first person I wanted to share it with. Uh, And it's about what you would say to your younger self. Recently, okay, recently my therapist, because, you know, therapy and theology, that's all me, um, wanted me to write a young, like a letter to my younger self. And I'm like, the thought of that, like was overwhelming, especially with how I was feeling at the moment. Um, because there were things that were coming up and rising up that I really needed to deal with. And so in working through that, that's what she wanted me to do. And it was literally one of the most controlling and in, in healing things to add to what I've done in my journey my own personal journey, because I ran from this girl that I had to actually write to. And I'm going to read it to you. Uh, I may get emotional, but um, at the end of this episode, I want to share with you what I told my younger self. And that's something I want to talk about today. So when we think of looking back, especially with Jesus, we think, why would anybody want to be reminded of their past? And I did the same thing when I was a new Christian. I was like, I am never looking back. Like once I accepted Jesus, I'm like, God's never going to make me have to remember anything I was ashamed about or embarrassed about. And I don't ever have to deal with that stuff again, ever. And it says in the Bible that Jesus, when we accept him and we accept his gift, he forgives our sins from the East to the West, right? gets rid of them, gone forever and ever, not to be thought about, not to help be held against us. That's how much he forgives us. And we are reborn again. Well, little did I know, 12 years later, the Lord actually had me write a book, um, which isn't ready for release, not even close. And God will name the time when it's ready. And I'm trusting him with this whole process because I'm telling you right now, it's better to trust God than to carry the burden of when and where and what to do because he already has it. And so you just keep walking, waiting, and resting. So um, 
I wrote this in the book and because he told me to share it, and there were things I thought I would never have to talk about again, but God had a plan. It's interesting though, because he doesn't like save us. And then immediately is like, let's deal with all these things that, um, are holding you back or these insecurities, like just like being reborn or having a baby. Uh, when you have a baby, you tend to like watch them grow up, right? It already takes nine months for them to form in a tummy. It takes a long time. You don't just get pregnant and have a baby. Uh, and it's such a beautiful process of perfection, of Jesus's perfection. And then once the baby is born, that's another growing process, right? They start over. It's never 10 months, 11 months. They're zero again. And so I like to look at it like that. Like we, the babies are growing. They're learning to walk again. You know, they're learning to walk and talk and they're learning, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And uh, the list goes on and we watch them develop and we watch them grow. And that's like our relationship with Christ. So he doesn't ask us to deal with things all at once. And so even 12 years later as a full devoted Christian, because I had known God, like I, I even saw his hand in my life, but I didn't have like uh, an established committed life to him. Right. So I talked to God, but I didn't, I ran from him. I ran from my relationship with him. And so when I committed uh, my life to him, we dealt with things very slowly. And I used to like, even as a Christian, I'd be like, oh my gosh, have you ever seen those Facebook memories? You're like, delete, delete, delete. And they would be like 11 years ago, right? Like what was I thinking to say that or post that or whatever? And so we don't want to look back, right? But God brings us to a place when we're ready in our journey to start dealing with things. And this was one of them. And so I had grown in so many areas of my life, thanks to Jesus, but there was this one area and I actually interpreted it as darkness, this really bad darkness that I was afraid of. There was a part of me that I was absolutely afraid of. And that part of me was actually very scary. That part of me, if triggered or if entertained, would make me feel absolutely worthless like to the point that I was never meant to live, that the way I was supposed to die was to unalive myself. And I struggled with that since I was 12 years old. And so 12, 13 years old. And that's when I actually at 12 and 13 years old had accepted that I was worthless. I had been told that my whole entire life by my, by my parents and treated that way. And just, it was very, very toxic uh, there wasn't a lot of good memories in my childhood. And so there was a point in my life, and I remember where I just accepted it, where I just like, you know what? You're never going to be good enough for them. You're never going to be good enough for anybody else. Nobody wants you. Nobody loves you. You must have been a mistake. And I actually was supposed to be aborted. And so that was so deeply rooted. But as I grew older and then accepted Christ, I started to see myself the way Jesus sees me. And I started to carry confidence in Christ knowing that he loved me. But there was a p period where I was still struggling with that darkness. That That's what I called it at the time was darkness, this rooted issue of like your mistake. And it would creep up sometimes if I had a fight, like a really bad fight with my spouse. It would creep up sometimes if I yelled at my kids and I felt guilty and I just really messed up as a parent and they would creep up. And if I entertained it too much, it would put me in a deep 
paralyzing depression to the point that I would entertain very horrible things. And when I got postpartum depression with my fourth child, it was so triggered that literally like I could just sit in God's grace. Like he had brought me to that place with postpartum depression that like I had no choice but to tell myself that I deserved grace because I was giving grace to everyone else in my life and I was easily preaching grace or grace, but I was not giving it to myself. I have a negative inner dialogue and I tend to be harder on myself than I am on others. And I tend to set set expect um, unrealistic expectations because of childhood trauma and trying to work for love. And so I actually wasn't looking for love in a very healthy way, even from God himself. And so he sat me on my butt. Right. So he took something that was supposed to hurt me and harm me and used it for so much good and so much healing and so much breakthrough. And that was through postpartum. And I learned grace. I was so introduced to grace in itself in a whole different way than I have ever I had ever been. So I acknowledged that Christ died for me to and he had a life for me and he loved me. But then there was a period of my life that grace, Christ died for me. Lord Jesus gave me grace uh, for those times that I wasn't strong enough. And that was a time that I was not strong enough and everything was out of my control. And I get, I still get emotional about it. And honestly, that's okay. uh, Because it was such a profound part of my walk, of my journey. Uh, And I learned to love myself and be okay with not being okay in a whole nother realm realm that really set me on a mission to want others to feel that same way. I just really want them to know that, you know, because I I went through this whole childhood trauma and abuse and I knew I can literally see it in other people. I can discern it, uh, that they struggle with that. Hey girl, do you love social media like I do? If so, I would love to see the value that you gain from Confidence and Coffee or your just your favorite episode. And don't forget to tag me so I can share it too. Too. And so it set me on a mission to really do what I'm doing now. Um, and for people to discover confidence um, is knowing that Christ loves you no matter what right? In our weak spots and our strong spots and our great seasons and our bad seasons, his love never changes. And when you go through childhood trauma, you tend, there's something deep inside of you that tells you that you're not enough and, and that it's conditional love from all these people in your life. And it's like, well, if you do what they want you to do, then they love you. If you do what they want you to do, then they love you. And so it's just this really vicious cycle. Um, and God helped heal me from that. So back to this letter, there was still this darkness. And I told her, I said, I can feel it. I know it's there. It likes to creep up sometimes. And I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of like coming to these moments of like that, of feeling that way. And she said something really great to me, really profound. And she said, it's not darkness that you're running from. It's yourself. And I didn't understand. And she's like, you're running from your younger self. You're running from the little girl that only wanted love and security. You're running from her. And I actually never saw it that way. And when I, when I had heard her say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so true. And I had immediately saw this little girl who just wanted to be loved. And so I needed to go back to the place where I accepted that I was broken and I needed to remind her that she wasn't. 
And I needed to go back to the place of the girl that finally accepted that she was a mistake. And I needed to tell her that she wasn't. And so I'm going to read what I wrote to myself. And I'm going to challenge you guys to do the same thing. Not only so much as a newborn Christian to tell yourself, you know what? I am loved by God and he died for me and he resurrected and I'm reborn. But I'm going to challenge you if you're in that part of your journey and you maybe have like, oh, this validates or this confirms what God wants me to do in this part of my journey with him in this life with him, this relationship that I have with him is really to face something that I've been running from or a Band-Aid, putting over at a Band-Aid and, and just turn around. So stop running from it, turn around and face it and and remind it of who you are because you just discovered that. You just discovered who you are in Christ, but you need to remind her who you are because you were always that. You were always loved. You were always wanted. You were always died for. Even then, when you didn't accept Christ, that is healing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because when we, I, when we identify or if we look back, right, we see broken, shame, condemnation, embarrassment, all the things. But Christ's love never changed. He loved us then. We just accepted it here. And so to truly heal, we have to look back and be like, you were loved then, baby. And not let that have control over you. And that's what I needed to do. And I and I challenge you to do the same. And then there's something else. Once I read this letter, I have a free gift. I love, I, I created this actually with my husband. He helped me with this. And it, I've revamped it a little bit. And I'm going to co- probably continue to revamp it. But it is my heart. And it is a five days to a more confident you. It is a free devotional that I created that you can finish in five days because I got four kids and I know that we can't be doing long devotionals and you get them every day and they're short and they write to the point and they give you a challenge and a prayer. And so I'm going to challenge you along with writing this letter to yourself to do that devotional. I'm going to drop it in the show notes. So when you pick it up, you're also going to leave a review, right? Like you're going to leave a review and rating and subscribe. I know that you will. I know that you will. Okay. But also I want you to grab this gift. Okay. I want this, I want that to be part of your, your journey and discover who, how much you are loved and who you truly are in Christ and understand what real confidence is. And so here we go. Dear beloved younger Ashley, when I think of you, my heart aches, not only for all the pain that I know that you're feeling and the fear that you carry, that you cover up, for how scared you are, because really when it comes down to it, it was always fear. And security is what you sought. We're on a healing journey because this fear still cripples us. There was a moment in your life sitting in a chair in front of your parents that felt like you were going through an interrogation. That you finally broke. And we never forgot it when we accepted that we were terrible, that we were a mistake, that we were never meant to live. We identified with worthlessness. It seemed easier to finally accept that you were never good enough for anything more than what was handed to you than to try to win the approval of those who were supposed to love you unconditionally. You have so many good things going on in your life 
but you don't see them because that fear and that identity of worthlessness sneaks its way up. And you have found so many ways to cover it up as an adult with success and beauty and outwardly things that actually don't matter. To try to run away from the darkness, or at least that's what we called it. I'm still afraid of it, but I feel it every day. And the things that lie in the darkness are the same feelings that we felt in that chair of worthlessness when we were told that we were terrible and bad. A slut, a whore, a joke, a clown. Never being good enough, never being meant to live on this earth, just a mistake. But really, it's not darkness at all, it's you. It's young, vulnerable, scared you, and I'm tired of running and struggling and running back to this thought in the back of my mind that I was a mistake. Because when I think of you, now that I know that it wasn't darkness, it was you, it was me. I think of a precious girl of just wanting to be loved and accepted. There was a time in your life, my dear, a very, at a very young age, where you felt accepted and you felt loved. You didn't see harm and danger. You felt special. That was a long time ago. And I'm trying to bring you back to that place. I'm trying to bring you out of the darkness that we created. And understand the darkness wasn't something we caused, but it is the place we created to put walls over the fear that you were never meant to live. Fear of rejection. Fear of never being good enough. I put you in a box. But listen to me when I tell you that you have made many mistakes, but you being one of them is not one. I was reading the word in my devotional yesterday, and it was about unconditional love of God. I even made a post, and I didn't make it for me. I made it for others. But what I've come to know is that I needed it for myself. We believe in God, and we believe that God doesn't make mistakes. And God, He made you. Actually, you're going to make so many more mistakes, but that doesn't take away the love and the acceptance that God has for you. I'm pulling you out of the box, the walls that we created. God was with you, Ashley, the whole time. And he didn't cause the pain that he that was put on you, but he did allow you to stay in it. And he gave you the strength and the grace to get through because he had such a big plan for you to help so many others not run from the same darkness. You know what I found as I sit here and I stand in front of this darkness and not run from it? This closet that you hide in, unwanted, unloved, the scared little girl. I'm pulling you out. And I'm hugging you with everything that I have and I'm holding on to you and I'm not letting you go because you don't deserve to sit in the darkness. You deserve love and safety. You are no mistake. You are good enough. And if I have to tell you that every day until you finally believe it, I will every day, every morning, every night, we will tell ourselves that we are good enough. You are loved. You are safe. And you are most definitely not a mistake. Just like disappointment, when people let us down, we feel the disappointment and the sadness and all the emotions, but we don't stay there. 
we continue to move on and move up because that disappointment is an identity. It's a feeling. And that's what we're going to do here. We are going to believe that we were meant we were meant to be here because we were. And what's even better is that that disappointment that God uses for so much good, not only to build your character or to have compassion and empathy for others, but to be able to see the same pain in someone else, but to give love and pull others out of the darkness that struggle with the same lie that they were never meant to live. I will hold on to my letter for the rest of my life because I'm sure the enemy will find ways to try to remind me of something I used to believe, but I will constantly remind him of who he is and who I am and that that is a lie and I rebuke it. And I challenge you to do the same thing, to heal with God and to remind whatever you believed in your past of who you were always meant to be. I love you guys and uh, stay true, stay confident, stay real, and stay you. Love Jesus, and I will see you next week. Did you enjoy that? I'd love to see you over at ashleyhammond.com where you can subscribe to this podcast and channel on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're at it, I'd love to see the value that you found in Confidence and Coffee. So drop the ratings, the reviews, and the comments. Plus, subscribe to this channel and tell a friend too. I'd love to see you over on TikTok or Instagram where I keep it real in the reels, okay? Make sure you tune in next time on Confidence and Coffee.